0: Tony asked the old man, how are you? The old man regarded the old man for a long time then. Tony couldn't help but feel that the old bird knew what he had done that morning, what had been so important as to keep Tony from feeding his birds on time. And Tony knew that the old man approved. It was then that Tony heard cars pulling up outside his house, and in the alley right behind the loft, on the other side of the cinder block wall. There was the slamming of heavy car doors, and Tony knew that they were police cars. He had been expecting them. Come on, it's lunchtime, let's go, Judy Carrier heard the other associates saying as they grabbed their light coats and bags. It was the first day of real warmth after a long winter, and everybody at the Philadelphia law firm of Rosato and Associates was escaping. Judy remained at her desk, trying to draft an antitrust article. Suddenly, Anne Murphy, who called herself only Murphy, popped her head in Judy's open doorway. You wanna go to lunch? She asked. No, thanks, Judy answered. She usually gave others the benefit of the doubt, but she was hard-pressed to like women who drew lines around their lips, like coloring books. Judy wore no makeup, and a daily shower was her idea of fashionable. I ate already. So what? Come on, you haven't taken lunch in weeks. Murphy smiled in a friendly way, though Judy suspected it was the lip liner. It's gorgeous out. Walk around with us. Can't, thanks. Got an article to do on the Simmons case. You can't even take a walk? It's Friday, for God's sake. No time for a walk. I really can't, Judy said, knowing that the walk part was bullshit. Murphy didn't walk. She shopped, and shopping made Judy want to kill. Okay, don't work too hard, Murphy wisely disappeared, and Judy listened to the sound of the office emptying out. Rosado and Associates was a small firm, only nine women lawyers and support staff. The office fell silent except for the occasional ringing of telephones, and Judy felt her whole body relax into the midday lull that was a long, deep breath before the afternoon's business began. She sipped coffee from a styrofoam cup amid federal case books, stacks of printed cases, scribbled notes, and correspondence that covered her wooden desk. Her office was small, but Clutter reduced it to a shoebox. Judy didn't mind, she didn't think of her office as messy, she thought of it as full and felt very cozy surrounded by all her stuff. Nobody needed a nest more than a lawyer. Judy was a broad-shouldered young woman whose bright blue dress, yellow t-shirt, and artsy silver earrings made her look out of place against the legal books. Her hair was naturally blonde, almost crayon yellow, and hacked off in a straight line at her chin. Her face was big and round, reminding her always of a full moon. And her eyes were large and bright blue, as unmade up as her lips. She picked up the phone and punched in a number. Hello, Judy said when Mary picked up. I got your message about the Sherman Act. Stop calling me about the Sherman Act. I'm sorry. How are you feeling, Mayor? Pretty good for somebody who took two bullets, Judy winced. She had almost lost Mary forever. She didn't want to think about it. You need anything? It's only 15 minutes by cab. Want me to bring you anything? No, thanks. You sure? I'm fine, Mary laughed, but it got lost in a surprising burst of background noise, which sounded like men talking loud. Mary had been recuperating at her parents' house in South Philly, and the Denunzios whom Judy adored, were an old Italian couple who lived very quietly, at least when Mr. Denunzio wore his hearing aid. What's that sound over there? Judy asked. Another denunzio bake? You don't want to know. Yes, I do. It sounded like quite a commotion. With the men now arguing, Judy frowned. Is anything the matter? My father's friends are here. You met Tony from down the block? The guy you buy cigars with? That could be anybody, but yes, Mary answered, and the background arguing surged. What the hell was that? Judy asked in surprise. Feet. It didn't sound like Feet, it sounded like voices. Feet's his nickname. His real name is Tony Two Feet. He's shouting. He's an excitable boy for an 80-year-old. He's my father's other friend. They're all upset about Pigeon Tony. Judy smiled. Is anybody there not named Tony? Please, it's ten Italian men. Odds are three will be Tony, two will be Frank, and one will end up in jail. Pigeon Tony just got arrested. Arrested for what? Murder? Murder? judy felt her pulse quicken a friend of your father's arrested for murder your father is around seventy five isn't he how old is tony and who